In this episode, athletics, gifted education, and the highest rated elementary school in Arizona. From the heart of paradise, I'm Matt. And I'm Sarah. And this is PVB. Sarah, back from Thanksgiving recess. Yes, welcome. Yes. I, I I pigged out on food. I imagine you did as well. Yes, it is. This whole season is my favorite time of year, not only for the food, but uh, just the warm uh, community vibe that yes, we've got going on. Yes, and time with family. And we are headed straight into the final stretch of the first semester. So uh, students, as they prepare for finals and final projects of the semester, best of luck to all of them. Before we jump into the podcast, though, let's get through some ads. Okay, so calling all arts fans. Are you um, are you interested in arts or your student? Check out the North Valley Arts Academies at Desert Cove. Shea Middle School and Shadow Mountain High School. Find out more about the high school experience by joining us tomorrow night, November 30th, for the NVAA Open House. The event begins at 7 p.m. and will take place at Shadow Mountain High School. Dust off those running or walking shoes and start the stretching because it is time to sign up for the PV School's 14th annual 5K Fun Run. Signups start, uh, signups have started rather, uh, and you can find out more information on pvschools.net. And of course, it's that time of year again. Sounds of the season is right around the corner. Join our K-8 choirs as they celebrate the season and show off their incredible talent with live performances at Desert Ridge Marketplace on Saturday, December 2nd. For more information, you can visit pvschools.net. And of course, you do not want to miss out on this amazing Sounds of the Season event. Donuts with the District is an opportunity for parents, guardians, and community members to meet with Dr. Bales, our superintendent, cabinet members, and board members in an informal setting throughout the PV Schools District. Join this casual meet and greet on November 30th, uh, which is tomorrow, at Indian Bend Elementary School. Okay, so coming up today, we have a very special guest, and it's his first time on the podcast with us. We have Corey Newland, our District Athletic Director. Hi, Corey. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, before we jump into uh, what's going on in the future of sports, let's just talk about athletics in PV schools over this last semester. We've got a list. It's a long list of all of these achievements, but PV schools, high school athletic achievements. We've got a 5A state girls volleyball championship win at Horizon High School. And sorry to interrupt you, Matt. It's their third year in a row winning this championship. It's incredible. Uh, boys swim and dive division uh, one uh, AIA state championship at uh, Pinnacle High School. There's just too many awards to even get through. Those are just the first two. We've got like a quarter of a page list. Yeah, I feel like our high schools really took away a lot of swim and dive championships this year. Pretty impressive. Danielle Gleason from Shadow Mountain was the AIA division three swim and dive state champion. And I think she also won last year too. Yeah. And then talking about staff though, it's not just student athletes. It's the staff members within PV schools that help and support these student-athletes, uh, Sam Kramer at Horizon High School, the AIA Swim Dive Girls State Coach of the Year. Uh, you get to work quite often with coaches and athletic directors. Absolutely. Yeah, they're the lifeblood of, of everything that we do. And uh, yeah, we've had a really good fall in 2023. And, you know, everything that our kids do and, and our coaches do, it, it's amazing. And I love it. You know, and, you know, the three-peat for the, the girls' volleyball for Horizon, they had lost to uh, Millennium, who they who they beat in the state championship. They had lost to them twice earlier in the year. So it was it was nice to see those girls really go in there and play well at the end of the season and then just, you know, and it was five games of madness. So Dr. Bells was there and there was, we had 
you know, kids and parents and community members, and it was it was an awesome atmosphere. The boys' uh, swim, winning Division One in at Pinnacle, was unbelievable. Um, beating the likes of Brophy and Chaparral, just the powerhouses. Yeah, that that's quite an achievement as well. So we've got a lot of th- good things going on, finishing up fall, and uh, you know we just started winter sports. Uh, we've got wrestling going on. We've got uh, boys and girls basketball going on and boys and girls soccer going on. So it's really, really busy time right now in athletics. There, it, oh, go ahead. Oh, so I was just going to say to Corey, you know, I was um, a, a big athlete in high school. And then when I graduated, I was a coach at um, my former high school. But one thing we always taught students was student first, athlete second. So I know to be in athletics, you have to really maintain the grades. You have to have good attendance. You really have to be just kind of an all-around good person to be to stay involved and I know in our district we have a lot of requirements to keep our students on that kind of journey of excellence can you talk a little bit about how sports plays an important role in the whole student and whole academic process as well yeah absolutely uh, you know what athletics is a privilege it's not a right and I have that conversation a lot of times with parents our kids you know not only you know are they working to get a, a digi- division one scholarship they're also working you know trying to get academic scholarships some of our best most gifted academic kids are also athletes and so you know we, we do take a lot of pride in that and you have to maintain passing grades and in all your classes and and make sure that uh, you're you know you're you're meeting all the requirements and so you're able to compete you know our coaches do a great job our athletic directors do a great job to make sure that you know we're following all those policies and and making sure that we're doing everything we can to get those kids to the next level whether that's as a student as an athlete or whatever they want to do moving forward And sports, obviously, is not part of every student's journey of excellence. But for some students, they're accomplishing incredible things. We've listed some, but there's All-American students we've recognized at board meetings. Uh, It's it's always great to talk about the achievements of students. But athletics is definitely a place where a lot of our students shine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we had an Under Under Armour All-American getting his his jersey at Pinnacle High School, Alan Suckup. He's probably the top long snapper in the country right now. Terea Sigler at uh, Horizon, she's one of the top volleyball players in the nation, definitely the top player in the Southwest. Uh, Danielle Gleason at, at Shadow Mountain, this, this, she was a swimmer of the year, but she has won multiple state championships. And, you know, we've just we've been lucky to have her in the district and she's also a stellar student. So it's fun for me to be able to to go and watch, you know, our kids really excel and, and you know, to watch the coaches do what they do and really is a, is a great experience, you know, outside the classroom. And, and it sure means a lot, you know, and, and I'd be remiss to not talk about Sam, Samantha Kramer. You know, she's the dean at Horizon High School, but she's been a swim coach for our district as long as I've been here. And I've been here 13 years and she single handedly runs our, our district meet and we couldn't do the things that we do and swim and dive without her. Well, and again, I think like Matt said, you know, Corey, it's not just it is the athletes, but it's also, you know, people like you who are involved in education, you care about the students. And it's not an easy job. It's a lot of scheduling. I know you have to coordinate transportation. So I know it can be really hectic. And again, a big thank you to all the coaches out there as well. Um, Since we're, you know, coming up, I know you said we have winter sports going on, but can you give a sneak peek of some of the spring sports that are coming up? So if students want to get involved, where do they need to go? What do they have to do to play a sport? Absolutely. Um, you know, in the, in the spring, that starts in early February. We have baseball, softball. We have tennis. We have track and field. And we're excited because uh, we're, out, we're actually going to pilot a, uh, a girls flag football team at each of the high schools this year. It just started as an AIA sport. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that grows. It's it's really grown in the valley and, and in the state. So, you know, hopefully we can put a good product out there and, and you know, give more opportunities for girls to, you know, to, to play sports. And 
So, you know, we're really excited about that. Again, I couldn't do what I do without the help of my assistant, Lori Jackson. Our ADs at the high schools have been fantastic. Um, I could take time to talk about them and then their assistants. I mean, it's it is a, it's a tough job because you've got to make sure that all the paperwork's in. We, we have to schedule transportation. We have to make sure that they have equipment and is it is time consuming. And, and, and again, I, you know, I'd be remiss not to thank all those people for you know, all that they do. Well, thank you for what you do uh, as well. And, and congratulations first to all of our student athletes who've had successful season this fall, but uh, a big thank you to all the staff that support student excellence in student athletics. Uh, for more information about athletics in PV schools, visit pvschools.net. Sarah, next we have State of the District. Uh, Dr. Bales is out at Boulder Creek this time. Interesting fun fact, Boulder Creek uh, recently received an A rating from the Arizona Department of Education with the highest percentage A in the state of Arizona, including charter schools, traditional schools, uh, schools that serve students in K through eight grades. Boulder Creek is the top uh, out of like 1,300 schools. So uh, Dr. Bales spent some time out there. And here it is, State of the District. Hello, I'm Troy Bales, proud superintendent of Paradise Valley Schools. And today in State of the District, I'm visiting Boulder Creek Elementary School, the highest rated school in our recent state letter grade formulas. Come along and join me as we visit Boulder Creek Elementary. Welcome to Boulder Creek, Dr. Bales. (laughs) Thank you, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So with me is uh, Principal George Gillette. George, thank you for having me today. Uh, Happy to visit the highest performing school in the state of Arizona on our recent letter grades. They were released, you must be proud. Very proud of that. We are ecstatic over here at Boulder Creek about that. Um, Our teachers have done a fantastic job. They've been working really hard and so I'm really happy for them in the community. And you're one of 22 schools in our district that have earned a a letter grade of A, Uh, but you set the bar really high as the highest percent in the state of Arizona. That's over 1,300 schools I think you compared to. Yeah, 1,300 schools is kind of hard to believe, but uh, I mean, it's all hard work. We've been working hard for it. So to to have that recognition is really special. It is special. Uh, Well, let's take a walk. Yeah, absolutely. So this is home of the Bobcats. Home of the Bobcats, here we are. So I have to ask you, uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of schools that are performing well and it's excellence and you've set the bar really high. So tell me a little bit about what you think the secret sauce is here at Boulder Creek. The secret sauce, I think at the heart of it for us is we have built a pretty unique culture here at Boulder Creek and that culture is like, we're willing to be flexible and adaptable to any situation. So whatever it is, we take the resources that we have and we always ask ourselves a question and that question is, how can we do this better? Right? And so with that mentality, it really helps for us to try new things. Some of the things that we've tried is like focusing on proficiency and growth simultaneously. And that required us to take a look at our interventions, it, it caused us to look at our stat process, how we treat students who need a little bit of extra love and care. And so when we do both those things at the same time, I think the results kind of speak for themselves. Yeah, well, you've talked about two really important components that fit right into the frameworks of four district initiatives that we have. You talked about that culture that you right. have here, and that fits under the framework of positive behavior interventions and supports, your PBIS model, and yeah. I imagine you're doing that very well then. We love PBIS here. That's one of the first things that I did when I got here five years ago was to make a, a strong commitment to it. Uh, we dedicated lots of time to it, and now we feel like out of those four initiatives, that's 
kind of the thing that we are the most proud of because we've been committed to it for a long, long time. And the other description that you had was, you know, meeting those kids' needs, right? Whether they needed extension or some remediation, that fits under our framework of MTSS. Right? So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so after COVID hit, we realized really quickly that we needed to beef up our intervention time, our tier two intervention. And so we do a lot of things about making sure that we, we have curriculum that we can count on in that arena, that we look at the whole child, all of us get together. And we look at not just academic data, but also behavior data. And all of those things, when we sit down and we get all the, the creative minds at the table, help us to kind of identify what, what we need to do uh, to improve student results. Well, that's exciting for me because, you know, as a superintendent with 44 schools and we have district initiatives, you know, we want to see the good things that are happening here replicate, right? right? And so we know that a lot of the best practices that you're demonstrating here and the award that you're earning uh, reflects the efforts that we're doing in many places across the district. And certainly you described the commitment of the teachers to sit down and talk. That fits under our framework for PLCs too. Absolutely. We have jumped into the deep end with PLCs, rolled our sleeves up. We, we invite um, substitute teachers to come in so that we have all the time that we need with teachers to talk about the data. Our tier two groups uh, intervention time very fluid. We get students in and out. As they start to make progress, we put students in that need a little bit more support. And you know, I, while we're proud of the academic achievements, you know, the whole child, and that's one thing I'm proud about here in PB Schools, is we take every child. And I think what's also important is that whole child experience that they have at Boulder Creek. You talk about community service and giving back, and I think you've got a special thing going on with PV Community Food Bank too. Yeah, we're one of the, we are the top donator. We, we provide the most food uh, to the PV Bank food bank and we're really, really proud of that. You can see down the halls, we have cans of <laughs> food that we're ready to donate on Friday. Um, and we usually provide so much that they have to make multiple trips out to the school. That's a good thing. So it's a really good thing for a lot of people that, yeah. that need it. So we're really proud of that school community that we have established where our students and our families care about giving back as well. Outstanding. Well, that's that whole school experience. So right. thank you for leading Boulder Creek and uh, leading this team to great things. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, this concludes my visit to Boulder Creek Elementary School today helping me recognize the outstanding achievements of the highest performing elementary school in the state of Arizona. This concludes our State of the District. Thank you for joining me. And this is Troy Bales, proud superintendent of PV Schools. Um, thanks, Dr. Bales, and thanks to Principal George Gillette for that amazing interview. And again, congratulations. My favorite segment of the podcast where we rapid fire through all <laughs> of the news that's going on in PV schools. This is News in 90. Let's see if we can get through it all today. Uh, congratulations to Copper Canyon Elementary School for being named one of U.S. News and World Report's Best Elementary Schools for 2024. And also to Desert Shadows Elementary School for being named Best Elementary School also for 2024. We've got a bunch of these, so sit back. Mer Mercury Mind <laughs> Elementary School, congratulations, U.S. News World Report Best School. This is a tongue twister. Okay, also Snoran Sky Elementary School being named Best Elementary School for Boulder 2024. Creek Elementary School, way to go, Best School U.S. News. Also Sandpiper Elementary 
best elementary school. Desert Trails Elementary is on that list as well. And Desert Springs Preparatory Academy, named best elementary school. Kudos to North Ranch for the same thing. Another U.S. News World Report best school. We've got a lot. Uh, Quail Run Elementary School, named best elementary school for 2024. Greyhawk Elementary School, best elementary school. Uh, Pinnacle Peak Prep, best elementary and best middle school for 2024. Yes, they do serve K through 8 students. Uh, Wildfire Elementary School on that best list. And of course, Fireside Elementary School also was named. Desert Shadows Middle School one of the best middle schools in the world by U.S. News and World Report. And Sunrise Middle School named Best Middle School for 2024. Explorer Middle School is on that list as well. Best Middle School. Okay, our next shout out goes to the first through third grade and fourth through sixth grade teams at Fireside Elementary who placed first in the Chess Super Tournament. Good job, Fireside. Senior Alan Sukup from Pinnacle High School was named an Under Under Armour All-American athlete and earned a title. uh, I'm going to finish this one. Uh, just because it's pretty cool. Uh, earned a title of number one long snapper in the nation. Uh, that's what um, Mr. Newland was talking about a few minutes ago. Congratulations, Alan. Uh, I did cheat to finish that last one off. But uh, that's there, okay. was, there was a bunch we didn't get to uh, to see more about the things that we mentioned or to see what we missed. Visit pvschools.net. All that stuff is in the newsroom. You can also find it on our social media accounts. Okay, so up next we have another. I'm, I'm really excited about this one because... It's not just someone I I like very much who I work with, but we have a very cool series coming up. So we have Director of Gifted Education, Karen Brown, and she's going to talk to us today about the Gifted Speaker Series Night coming up. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, Karen. We're excited to talk about the Gifted Department. What's an overview of the Gifted Department? What, What is the mission of Gifted in PV Schools? So the Gifted Department is a large department. Um, Our mission is to ensure that our gifted learners and all learners are appropriately challenged in the classroom. That may sound easy, but it's not. Gifted learners are very different in the way they process information. And so ensuring that we have qualified teachers to work with them and that we have a curriculum that really challenges them. Karen, just for the listener, I I think I want to hit on something. A lot of people think gifted students, it equates to more homework. It's not that we're trying to give students more homework. We want to really dig deeper into curriculum and find those meaningful connections, correct? Right. A gifted learner doesn't need more homework. In fact, in many instances, they need less. Mm -hmm. These are students who can grasp a concept in one to two opportunities. Um, The typical learner takes anywhere from 12 to 15. So these are students who are grasping information very quickly. They don't need a lot of practice with it. And so their homework oftentimes looks very different. They might be given a complex math problem and asked to solve it four different ways, but don't use the algorithm. That's really thinking homework. So their homework looks different, but they don't have any more homework than any other learner does. When I think also one of the expectation of students who are gifted is they feel like they have to be perfectionists. And we're trying to move away from that idea of thinking, correct? Yes, we are. So giftedness is really not about how smart you are. Giftedness is about how your brain processes information. Their brains process information differently. They need to be taught differently. But being gifted does not mean you know everything. In fact, you may know a lot about one topic and very little about another topic. Helping gifted learners understand that being incorrect is part of the learning process. If you're not willing to make mistakes, you're not going to learn anything. That's hard for some gifted kids. Well, it's not even hard just for gifted kids. Not knowing something is hard for all of us, right? Very true. So uh, 
add on that expectation that you're gifted. So you're this way. Uh, I, I could imagine that creates some anxiety. So trying to alleviate that from students so they can succeed uh, in their own right is, is really an admirable cause. Thank you for everything that you and your team are doing. Well, thank you. We recognize that gifted learners have some challenges as it relates to anxiety, as it relates to how they function in society. And we want to make sure that we've given them not only the academic skill set, but that we've given them that social skill set, that emotional skill set of how do I navigate all of this and feel good about myself and where I'm headed. Well, and so with that being said, this kind of is a good segue into the first Gifted Speaker series we have coming up soon. And I think it's called Lessons from a Former Perfectionist. And the speaker is DJ Graham. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, DJ Graham is actually a PV alum. He was actually one of the founders of our Digital Learning Center, which we have recently rebranded to call Quest. We're very excited to have DJ back with us. He is an amazing speaker. He is currently the principal at Herberger Academy and works with highly gifted children throughout the country. He has presented at national conferences. DJ's a good friend, and he's fun to listen to. When he talks about understandings from the lessons of a former perfectionist, he knows what he's talking about, and he's walked the walk. He understands these kids and has that ability to share not only with students and teachers, but also with parents and helping them. How do I navigate this? We oftentimes think of the perfectionist as the child who erases all the time and the paper has to be perfect. Understand that perfectionism can get to the point where a learner won't even attempt a task if they are fearful that they'll be wrong. Well, if I'm not even willing to attempt it, how am I going to know? And so that level of perfectionism is something that we deal with every day with gifted kids. We are excited to have DJ come and talk. He is going to be presenting to teachers on December 5th from 4 to 5. And then he has graciously agreed to come and talk with our parents. And so he's speaking with parents from 6 to 7.30. He is well worth the time to come and listen to. He's a lot of fun. And one cool thing about PV schools specifically is we serve all kids. And Absolutely. this speaker series is no different. It is not just for families who are mm. currently enrolled in PV schools. This is for all families uh, in the community, regardless of their enrollment. It's meant to be a resource uh, to help gifted students. Absolutely. Any of our speaker series are always open to anyone within the community that would like to attend. We really want to make sure that we are providing the very best information for our families, whether they attend a neighboring district, whether they're in our district. Understanding the needs of a learner, that has to be our focus. We have to make sure that we are spreading the information. It's not easy to raise a child today. Um, and when you're talking about a gifted child, you just added a whole new realm of difficulty in some instances. And Karen, can I ask you before I know, you know, we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. So I don't have too many more questions. But, you know, I have to imagine this is also beneficial for parents because parents sometimes feel that their child reflects who they are. And I can imagine that parents are trying to navigate as well when to allow their child to fail maybe not bring the homework to the school for them, maybe not always give them the answers to their homework, but really let them struggle a little bit. Does he talk to parents and give them tips and tricks for how to parent a child who is also gifted? He most certainly does. And you are absolutely correct. No parent likes to see their child struggle. It hurts our heart to watch them struggle. But 
we have to understand that struggle is part of the learning process. And when you take that struggle away from your learner, you're actually taking learning away. I had a parent who reached out and said she attended a workshop that we had and realized when she went home, when her daughter handed her a paper and she had done well, mom said, oh, let's put it on the refrigerator so we can show dad. The child took the paper, crumbled it up and threw it away. And she said, mommy, Only perfect papers go on the refrigerator. And she said, I just stood there thinking, oh my gosh, I taught my child that. I didn't mean to, but I did. We do things all the time that can cause struggle for a learner that we didn't mean to. So DJ is full of great ideas of ways that we can work with these learners to support them. But also we've had parents who've said, ooh, that sounds like me. So ways that parents can deal with the perfectionism that may be part of their lives. All at the core trying to help students succeed, which I think is fantastic. For more information about this event, check out pbschools.net. However, I do want to let you know that it's going to be on December 5th from 6 to 7.30, and it's going to be held at the PV Schools District Training Center. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. And, you know, we have other speaker series coming up, and we'd love to have you back on to talk to us about those. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Well, Sarah, that has been the podcast. For more information about the many journeys of excellence, we talked about athletics and gifted education. Uh, some of those many journeys, uh, visit pvschools.net. And of course, you can also find us um, on social media by searching at pvschools. Make sure you support student success by liking, commenting, and sharing. And as always, support the pod by rating us on Apple and Spotify. 